up Ed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Wednesday, and I hope you're all doing well. I wanted to record this while it's still fresh in my mind, because it's a, once again, it's a bunch of thoughts I try to make cohesive for you, hoping to help you. So, thinking about experience and leveling. And I'm thinking about it from the Game Master's point of view, and not the player's, although there are some things probably have to do with the player, but in most cases, experience makes the GM work harder. And that's not a bad thing, actually, because... I come to realize it because I'm just starting to feel the heat on this. And I'm kind of thankful that Astonishing Swordsman only goes up to level 12. (laughs) Because once you get into the higher levels, it gets really challenging. But the upside to that is it gives you more experience as a game master. Let me explain. When things start out, It's kind of easier. You can focus more on the story because you can throw things at the players that they can likely beat, but there are some things they can likely can't beat. So that's where they learn to run away, and that's all well and good. You learn that early on if your players pick up on that. Now, this is referencing not only old school play, but any kind of play. I don't care how many bells and whistles you got in the level progression, whatever special special abilities and things like that. You all know my opinion on all that kind of stuff, but it also applies to most other role-playing games because once people start climbing levels, especially with these newer games that have all the bells and whistles. Now, to me, something like Dungeons & Dragons has always had advancement perks, And that's why I like the older systems, because basic first, second level in the clones is because they're manageable. You know what kind of perks a fighter gets. You know what kind of perks a mage gets. And it's right there in the level advancement. Now, some games have a few. Some games have many. Fifth edition has many. But at the same time, it's level advancement perks. It's not some. It's it's it exists outside something like a skill system, which I think it should. But there's no denying that I still like simple games. I still like rules like games, and it's just it's the amount, and what it does is it makes the players better but it makes the Game Master work harder, which makes him better. Because, you know, most everything you do in life, practice, practice, practice. And this is, this is at-the-table practice. It's, it's, it's on-the-job training, you might say. And I just realized this planning the, planning the, last, the next session, which is our final session for this story arc, for my players and they are eighth and ninth level which is getting for Sunshine Swordsman it's getting up there 
it's really getting up there. Like other systems, like first edition, second edition, 20th levels, the cap, uh, rule cyclopedia, basic, it's 36. You know, it can get really ridiculous. You know, how much is too much? But the point is, they're making me work harder because I got to throw bigger and bigger threats at them. But that's not always what you, that's not what you only should do. It makes you, as a game master, it makes you think out of the box more. Now, players should be doing this already, tactically, whatever. You know, just thinking about their character and how their character would handle it and just a situation, how they would handle it other than fighting or even with fighting in in addition to fighting. And this is where the game master starts really learning his craft as far as I'm concerned because characters develop they get better you can't throw the same old stuff at them you can't you know i've I've told them before it's like look you guys are getting i'm gonna have to throw you higher and higher hit hit dice and armor class monsters at you but i told you i'm not gonna be you're not gonna be seeing like demons every session or anything like that i told them okay fine i'm just gonna double down on what i do throw at you in other words if there's 12 skeletons in what I wrote or what the module says, I'm going to double it because you guys can handle it. Well, that's all well and good. For I mean, I'm not saying don't do that. And I'm not saying use the higher hit die monsters. But what I'm saying is look at the monsters. Look at what you're using. And if it's a horde situation like orcs or kobolds or skeletons and stuff, they can have tactics. They can learn tactics that they would develop. They don't have to be genius level, but they have, you know, some critters like that have a certain cunning that makes them think out of the box about like flanking and ambushes and things like that. That's where the GM starts thinking out of the box. Also, in monsters, you really got to pay attention. Once you get up higher levels, you really got to pay attention to special abilities. I'm doing that now because these guys are starting to get to be tanks. I can't throw, I can't throw a bunch of orcs at them because they will slaughter them in like two rounds, or maybe even one round. I, I have, you know, there's they make their you know if it's they make their saves most of the time we got a cleric in the party my beloved undead gets turned at an ungodly rate i cannot throw a horde of undead at them because the cleric will just so boom i you know he 15 hit dice of them already it's like okay i can deal with that i can deal with that but so you've got to start thinking about special abilities. I've got monsters in here who use more monsters who use magic. So I've got things like vampires and liches and not even, even the even the lesser ones like ghouls and stuff with the touch. I make sure they touch when given the possibility. And there's always that one nuisance monster that they hate that manages to actually do some damage to them sometimes my group it's sturges they absolutely hate sturges and i'll tell you when they were like sixth seventh level 
I threw a rust monster at him. They practically loaded their pants. Or one character, he was he was he was in a lair with a rust monster where he had to get this item the rust monster had. I don't think it, was, it probably was some book or something like that or some item, and it was a round cave area. So he was doing this little dance with the rust monster, throwing bits of metal out at it and just dancing around trying to grab the thing. And then he just, and you know, the rust monster would counter him and he would just go around and, okay, I got it. And he's out. So, you know, they're thinking out of the box like that. And I just want to throw at him and say, okay, let's see what happens. I've never thrown a rust monster at anybody before. We're going to make this work. And they acquitted themselves admirably. So you got to start thinking like that. You got to start thinking not only more tactically but more special ability. I've if I'm going to have shamans and wizards on the other side and stuff, they're going to use their spells come hell or high water. Now, I started out slow with a whole person here or a sleep there. My grandson's paladin is particularly tough because he is immune to like fear, sleep, things like that. And so I got to work double time to get him to, to get, to, to get anything, to do any kind of dent in his, his character. But I managed to do it and the hit point count gets higher and higher and higher as you go up. And like I said, if I, I, my, my quandary was, what if I wanted to capture these guys? How would I go about doing it? They'll look at a sleep spell and just laugh. So... I don't like really to do GM fiat on that, saying you guys are knocked out, there's no save, blah, 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 blah. So I look through the book and see what I can do, and nine times out of ten, I can find a tactic that a bad guy can do that can get to them, that can do something like that. They will get, they will get captured somehow, but I could usually find it in the book, whatever book I'm using. So... Higher level characters, higher level play is not always a bad thing. It's just you got to you just got to think out of the box. You got to think differently. You've got to the 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 opponents should be like I said more cunning. Should think laterally. How can they do this? I mean, you know, they're not all eighteen intelligence, but. Even lower-level monsters can come up with plans. You know, you've heard of Tucker's Kobolds before. So even little guys like that can come up with some kind of ambush plan for them. Anyway, I hope you find that useful, and I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this, go ahead and drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail over at Anchor, and we we will... Uh, And we have dogs in the background. Nice. As I was saying, we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Mark Seawalring. And don't forget to listen to his podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.